we are all entrepreneurs. So we have been ranked already out of the low income status to the middle income status because of the average uh, per capita income of $1,036. There is a report that has actually showcased that by 2020, we had 1.56 million Ugandans entering into the, that bracket of middle income status. Become data literate with this podcast segment on reports. Data literacy is completely teachable, so stay curious in your comfort zone and learn a thing or two that might surprise you. Use this data to prove the efficacy and integrity of your decisions. Dear Patriots, I am so proud to take you through today's brilliant book in review. Now, it's written by an amazing, God-fearing, first-time writer who is both humble and confident in her own abilities. Now, if you keep listening to this episode, you'll understand why I say this. She's humble enough to know that she has a lot to learn, and she's also not afraid to take risks and always striving to improve her craft. And as she shares her career journey, with a unique voice in her writing piece today. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have Miss Irene Virunji Mugisha. She is the author of The CEO in You. We've been waiting long enough to have you on the podcast on the segment on reports. And since the launch of this book, Irene, I have had good things about this book. Every leader and every curious mind has had a copy already. And as a business leader, I went searching for it on a restock. I highly recommend it to you, whoever is listening in today. Go get yourself a copy. So, Miss Irene, what really inspired you to write this CEO in you? As any other author, I believe it starts with what you think is passionate in you. It started off for me, it's been the love of, I'm a writer. I think you've read some of my publications uh, in the dailies. Then having the journalism background, not the first time I've wanted to write, but it was the first perfect timing that I had time to write. And that was during the COVID total lockdown that I had, I believe, quite some substantive amount of time on me. And I had a lot of energy that I needed to pour out. And so the first, it was the early month of April when I started off, March actually, started off uh, with a few pages that later on defined into a book. So the inspiration was my passionate to, to write, my passionate to communicate, my passionate to be able to say one or two things to a number of people that I always interface with. This is wonderful. In summary, what's the book about? In summary, the book is about the CEO in you. And to me, the CEO in you is I'm trying to define that to every single person from the date you bathed. You have a purpose in life. You have an agenda. You have a mission. You have a reality of you to be why you've been born. Yeah. So um, it's to just encourage each and every person that regardless of stature, regardless of uh, who you are gender-wise, male or female, regardless of either you're brown or, or black, we are all CEOs in our own capacities. So please tell me about the scriptures in your book. This is in my book. So I was just saying and sharing that the Christianity, maybe I may put it that way. Yeah. One spiritual upbringing or one spiritual belief, you may be a Muslim, you may be a, an, an Advent, you may be an Anglican, any spiritual belief, you know, it allows you to shape your thought process. Mm. To me as a Christian woman, 
brought up in a family where my mother was, her functional bit of being stable was by praying. She believed for for us to be able to understand that we have a life that is better than anything or the environment we are in, prayer would make you feel fresh, would make you feel comfortable, make you feel satisfied. Mm. So it's the reason all my chapters have that scripture. It's and I put it to say that the spiritual belief that shapes your thought process. That's very impressive. And then for any listener who would be listening in today, what were the key findings in your book that you didn't have an idea of while you were writing? And then how did you also arrive at them? And I also like the fact that you put God at the center, the front and center of your book. You have a lot of verses, a lot of scriptures in the book. What were your key findings? Did you discover yourself more even when you were writing this book? Discovery is is one thing, but uh, more so as um, the ability to be able to shape that book into those chapters. The first chapter where I'm talking about, you know, confidence, build your confidence, who you are, and just summarizing it to, to my early age of life. Then, of course, the bit of us being able to analyze the strength, you right. know. As you write, then you're able to study going forward. The ability to also understand your weaknesses in a very, very interesting way. Because when you write it, you get to know, oh, I had a weakness of fear, you know. And when you have that fear, then you're not able to confront certain situations. And then the fact that you also later on are able to find out the findings of your purpose, actually. Uh, Most times. You cannot define your purpose unless you get into your deeper citation of yourself. Right. So to me, giving my own citation of this is Irene. This is how I was able to, to build the journey of being a student, probably in the primary school, in the secondary school, then later on starting the journey of being an employee. The findings are quite beautiful. And as you've read the book, I believe you've found those findings also very interesting. Yeah, so I haven't completed reading the book. I'm still in chapter one right now, but I feel like your audience so yeah. this book is the our listener today. They're young corporate, I guess, corporate Ugandans who like to seek out information, who are probably in leadership because most of them, the highest percentage is 48% and uh, those are between 28 and 34 years old. So if you are the listener, please go get this book. I highly recommend it, especially for career guidance. Now, Miss Irene, I could imagine you've had a few limitations. Yes, you write, you are a columnist on uh, in a few newspapers and a journalist, but writing this book, what limitations did you have as a first-time author? There are always a number of limitations in life. One is always time, finding time. Yeah, time is one of the biggest factors that we all use as an excuse. And I've learned to know that we shouldn't use time as an excuse. You can always find time. So that at the beginning was one of the factors as I found as limitations, but later on, I was able to to really outgrow it and say for everything that I want to do, then I need to find time. Uh, Then the other factor is being consistent. Yeah, consistency is also another limitation that we all have as human beings, and it's very normal. If I say I have to wake up every morning at five, the next day I'll say I'll be, I'm up very late or I'm being confused by just maybe the day that how it will be or yesterday I was not happy. So that consistency is also something that um, I found as a limitation, but it is possible that you can have consistency that then will shape your intention to do something. Then the beauty about it is the courage. Courage is also another limitation. Yes. People find 
uh, how, how do I get that courage of, yes, I can be a writer. I mean, I'm telling my story. Today morning, I walked into someone who said, man, that courage, yeah. how do you find the courage in your story? You yeah. know, so those things we find, and those are the three uh, beautiful words I can use, the time, the consistency, and the courage, courage as part of the limitations that we all can face, but it's possible to really get out of them and do something that is important, something that is relatable, something that is impactful. But you know it, I guess then you can work towards changing that paradigm. You're working with your courage and you've now managed your time and you're, you know, trying to be consistent for yourself. There's a lot of buzz around the launch. I was very impressed, actually. Are there some unexpected results from since the launch of this book? What what are the implications of the CEO in you for other leaders? You, you are a leader I, of the CEO forum. You have you have been in the private sector foundation. You you have really are forced to reckon with. I don't think think there are any implications i mean darling i'm talking about myself i'm telling my story yeah where i believe you have a story to tell yeah by being in position aggie to use your platform to talk to me you're telling a story of someone else but you're telling your story too that's your strength yeah so to me your book has nothing like implications it has everything to allow people to bloom blossom where you're planted is what are other buds that you've been able to keep not open that now you need to allow them to open and bloom and people appreciate them and people understand them of course another chapter which is talking about service above self you excel where you are how do you talk positive to yourself how do you talk positive to the people around you how do you nurture others so they are totally no implications otherwise there's everything to add value to saying, oh, I believe I've been doing this, but now there's another way of doing it, you know? I believe I've been comfortable here and someone is also expressing it differently. So it is really the CEO in you to be mindful and realize your purpose, you know? Blossom where you're planted. is getting out those nuggets that make you you, make you be yourself, make you be important, make you be positive in whatsoever, regardless of the time and space that you're in. Yeah. Wonderful. Listener, I hope you are listening in carefully and I hope you take this advice and make it work for yourself. Now, Irene, your story as written in the book is quite interesting. Which parts in your life of your cycle has been, say, most interesting and would you like to read a paragraph in uh, one of the chapters for us yeah the chapter is at the page of 123 and it's under the chapter of blossom where you're planted i read this and it's saying a word of caution though you will face quite a number of obstacles and opposing forces in your journey as you choose to bloom and network do not be shocked when you meet challenges such as discouragement backbiting, people talking behind your back, people stabbing you in the back, and so on. It is an occupational hazard for those who want to grow, the CEO in them, yeah? Learn to navigate through life regardless of these things. Let them be your stepping stones to greatness. Mostly those who will either bring you down, but also you also interface with those who will encourage you, who will lift you up, who will motivate you. So to me, the beginning of the workplace at Kangaroo Investment as one of my work first workplace was mm-hmm. very exciting. But I was able to understand that I need to do things very fast-paced. 
Okay. So that uh, my work ethic and my work challenges, but the most was at WBS. Okay. I went to a where I was not a journalist, remember? Yes. But I admired to do news. I admired to read. I admired. And so that space to me was the most interesting and most beautiful space. And that you had shaped... a mentor. You had someone you looked up to at UB, uh, WBS. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, Brenda Navidia always speak of, of her. Um, then, of course, on the international platform, it was Rosemary Church, where I still believe and look forward to always when I see her on the, on the CNN. I'm like, yeah, the lady. That's brilliant. And it also speaks to the fact that you don't only talk about this, but you're also practicing the work. You have built a community yeah. around CEOs in this country. You have taken them to places that they probably never would have wished to. And we are seeing some of these, uh, say, their challenges being addressed in terms of policy or regulation being a private secretary to the highest office in this country, the president of Uganda, are there any more policy recommendations you have for, say, businesses in Uganda that are just starting out and based on your journey from where you started at Kangaroo Investments till today, even though you still work with the highest office in this country? Are there any policy recommendations? Any regulatory changes you'd want to recommend? Maybe a word of advice or a sharing experience from from the field, um, the networks that I'm in. Like you mentioned, the office that I'm in, the office that actually shapes the business environment. The moment you have the idea, then you work backwards to know what does this business need. I run a business farm that is a PR farm. It's making 15 years this year. What are those that made the business thrive? It's really being able to start off by my idea, maybe within the living room. Later on, yes, you need to find a place of operation. Later on, yes, you need to recruit people who are your uh, the support team. And on later on, expand. So the principles are you follow the basic principles. You have to have books in place, the books of accounts. You have to have your persons of staff recruited well and being able to shape them into the, the idea that you want or your vision of the company. But most of all is startups where they go wrong is being able to hijack so many moments at the same time. So you need to run with that one idea, study it every single time. You need to study that business. Yes. Who in the same business? How are they doing it better? What are the things that make this business grow? Yeah, you're not a profession in that and recruit a professional person. Over time, I think three years into my business, I needed to recruit a professional person, you know, and that was a marketeer who was able now to either promote it better. So it's, it's really the basics and it doesn't require you to have lots of money. You can start with friends, a network that you have. You can go online. You know, we now are exposed to the digital world where every information is achievable, is, is accessible. And so there is no reason to say, I don't know what to do. So it's really encouraging them to look out for more knowledge. Knowledge is power. To look out for opportunities. Where are the opportunities that can grow your business? Are you going in the right network? Are you networking with the right people? Are you improving yourself, you know, personal development in the same area of what you're doing? So the support network I've already mentioned, and there's so many things, regardless of the policies, because the policies are brought in space by a group of so many businesses. 
Mm. being able to be exposed to one challenge and then that challenge requires a policy so the ones that i've mentioned that would allow one to especially the startups and for the business environment the government is already giving peace and stability even to be able to work at night is enough for someone to thrive in any startup business ugandans we are known as the most entrepreneur we only challenge where we the businesses die at, after three years yeah money and wants to juggle into something else. But that consistency that I spoke to earlier is yeah. very important to allow you thrive in the business. Amazing. Miss Irene, we could have you here for the whole day just talking about the CEO in us. Now you've set the bus so high for yourself after CEO in you. What are your hopes for the, for the future? Any more writings? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> One step gets to you to another step and to another step. Yeah. Now an author. Yeah. Uh, I'm an author and that means I won't stop on one book. I'm looking forward to producing more books. I'm looking forward. So um, these days I'm hazard up trying to find out what would be the next topic and what are the chapters. Yeah. I have not seen a Ugandan book that has been reviewed so much or so many times by so many high profile people. So I encourage you guys to go get yourself a copy. There are so many of them at uh, the Aristoc. I use the one as a Keisha mall. So go check out yourself. Now, the very last question that we enjoy to ask our guests on the podcast, there's a debate about achieving a middle-class economy. What is your thought on how Uganda can achieve that middle-class economy by 2040? Well, I've just mentioned that we are all entrepreneurs. So we have been ranked already out of the low income status to the middle income status because of the average uh, per capita income of $1,036. There is a report that has actually showcased that by 2020, we had 1.56 million Ugandans entering into the, that bracket of middle income status. General report by government indicating how we have 15.64 million Ugandans you know, as citizens who are of middle income status. So that is a beautiful statistics already. We are all in the age bracket of, of working class. The helpers we have at home are persons that are attaining an income. How are we supporting them to be of that purchasing power? The income status is really having a purchasing power that can be able to, to, to consume the products, goods and services that are produced within the, the country and can attain a standard of living of a certain caliber. So if your helper can be able to save money to either even later on in her life or in his life can uh, rent or make a living that's already good enough so Wonderful. i believe we get there we're already there but we need to grow that number more and that regardless of what they think the economy is is we can all thrive yes we can all yeah. thank you i'm very cautious of your time if you've been inspired dear patriots please go get the book the ceo in you everybody is a ceo so we need to leverage that and help our lives thrive so thank you so much miss irene thank you for giving me the platform yeah. and but most of all encourage them to be who they are to allow themselves grow as purposed people in all everything that they do okay guys i'll be able to share her social pages in the show notes below so please go check out the book and share this episode with a friend who you think it will benefit thank you for being such a great ambassador i'm looking forward to the listeners to really be inspired give us your feedback we're on facebook on uganda podcast and instagram if you're looking for any other communication solutions or you'd like to be hosted on this platform, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Aggie Patricia Turomoy and Aggie Patricia on Twitter.